Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Has anyone ever warned you against something and you did it anyway? Maybe like you were about to move with your toddlers to a foreign country that had just experienced a major earthquake and nuclear event, and your family questioned your judgment. Yeah, okay, only me? That's cool. Well, it turns out I'm in good company with the Apostle Paul, who admittedly faced a little grimmer circumstance. Anchor Daily Family, I'm so glad no one warned you against this podcast today because we have the privilege of following up after Aaron and Rachel to summarize Paul's third missionary journey. I'm Sarah Landon, and I'm going to follow the 5W structure to review Paul's trip. Let's start with who. Paul is joined by a combination of people, depending on where he is in the journey. He begins seemingly alone, but is joined by Timothy and Erastus at one point. Toward the end of this journey, he's joined by the crew of Sopater, Timothy, Aristarchus, Secundus, Gaius, Tychicus, Trophimus, and Luke, who were likely bringing offerings for the church in Jerusalem from their various churches. What? Paul's third, but not final, missionary journey. Although it is the last one recorded in the book of Acts, you'll find it in chapters 18 through 21. Paul visits many of the churches he had seen in his previous journeys and starts a couple new ones. When? AD 52 to AD 58, about six years. And where did Paul go? Paul begins in his hometown of Antioch, heads west through modern-day Turkey, visiting churches he had seen before on his previous two journeys. He travels all the way to the coast, where Ephesus lies, a city with a newly founded church. Apparently, Ephesus needed some support because Paul ends up staying there for about three years. But his heart is still burdened for all the churches. This is actually when he writes his first letter to the Corinthians. The Holy Spirit eventually prompts him to move on, and he journeys into Macedonia, visiting churches along the way like Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. During this trip, he pens another letter to the Corinthians. He then proceeds down to Greece and finally visits his Corinthian brothers there. He writes to the Roman church during this three-month stop. The plan was to jump on a ship in Corinth and head to Jerusalem in time for Pentecost, but he discovers a plot by the Jews and turns back, heading the way he came, up and over through Macedonia, down through Troas, and eventually along the coast via boat in order to arrive at Jerusalem on time. He makes a few short stops in Tyre, Ptolemais, and Caesarea before landing at Jerusalem, ending the six-year journey. Why? Paul, in speaking to the Ephesian elders, in Acts 20.24, sums up his motivation for his third missionary journey this way. He says, If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Maybe that sounds really generic, 
but it's kind of beautiful because every day that's going to look different. There's always someone who needs to hear the testimony of the gospel of the grace of God and some who need it more than others. Am I right? So what stands out to me in this particular journey are the repeated warnings from Paul's friends, seeing what he is about to encounter in Jerusalem and begging him not to go. And Paul's steadfast adherence to the path set before him. It reminds me of someone else who knew a hard road he had to travel, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12.2 We hear Paul's own perspective from Acts 20, 23-24. The Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me, but I do not account my life of any value, nor is precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And later in Acts 21, 13 through 14, Paul says, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Sometimes things look hard, really hard, and we see it coming and can even choose to avoid it. Sometimes that's God's grace to know ahead so we can be strengthened for what's to come. Maybe God is calling you to something hard, even something people close to you might question. I can tell you from experience that God does great work in dark places, and if he's called you to it, he will see you through it. So I'm going to send you off with some words Paul penned to the Corinthians during this very journey. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.